Joining me is Mr. Liam Hancock. Going on, guys, are you here? And Mr. Roy Hancock. How are we going, guys? The band's back together. It's been a massive week across the NBA. Also, mm. a couple of little other NBL notes to touch on shortly. But some week, lads. The conference finals, we've had one series wrap up today. Um, another in the East still going. And we'll mm. touch on that a little bit more during the episode. But what a week of ball it's been. How have you guys found it? Yeah, well, we've we've got right to the point here now, haven't we? It's, it's where the legends are made. And um, there's already one team who have made the finals, so I'm sure we'll touch on a fair bit uh, shortly. But, um, yeah, most exciting time of the year. Mate, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. As we said, we'll touch on um, a couple of quick odds and ends, a couple of NBL points. Mm. We'll get into those games as well as giving kind of our, our predictions for the upcoming NBA finals, which are set to tip off next mm. next Friday, I believe, Just it is, here in corner. Australia. Yeah. Um, so looking forward to doing that. We're also going to – we're bringing in a new little segment for the next couple of weeks uh, till the upcoming NBA draft. Mm. Um no, have we settled on a name yet? I was kind of... What name did you give before? We, draft well, Deep Dive? Draft Deep Dive, yeah. yeah. I like A that. little bit rough around the edges, but we'll no, go with okay. that. Um, what we're each going to do each over the coming weeks is kind of give a bit of a, a I guess, a scouting report on mm. um, a draft prospect that intrigues us, excites us, mm. um, and just take it from there, just kind of build our knowledge along with all of our listeners' knowledge about the, uh, the players we're going to be keeping an eye out for over the next couple of months. Yep. We've so, done it before and it's fun because you can mm, look mm. at it when they come into the NBA and you kind of follow them. I'm, like I'm I know, trying to think who the picks were for I, this season. I did um, Davion Mitchell and you that's did. been fun. And I did Sharif Cooper who hasn't done a whole, whole lot. Say, is he in the league still? I've he's not in the seen league. I don't know if he's What's had Sharif Cooper. Who's he playing for? Sharif for the Hawks. But they're, they're, they're Sharif got, Hooper? Cooper. He's a, uh, I think he huh? might have been the smallest in the draft, but <laughs> doesn't get much playing time. Yeah. I'm trying to think who our name is. Ro had I've Keon got... Johnson. Oh, Keon yeah, Johnson, yeah, old not, Keon. Yeah. I forgot about that, bloke. I've got um, Buckley's idea who I had. So mm. I've got I more confidence were a winner, this though. time around, though. Surely he had Giddy Nick. Yeah, he had Giddy oh, for the yeah. entirety of last year. <laughs> and the year before, yeah. I reckon. So that's all right. Before we get into the rest of today's show, mm. guys, mm. Um, be sure to check out all of our socials, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. Um, like, share. Just share with a friend. That's a big one. Share with a friend, eh? I'm always always tempted to mention LinkedIn, but I'm not sure how. (laughs) Mate, I have had some good traction on my LinkedIn this week. A few big connections. Yeah, a few few more connections, but maybe we might make that a little segment. Because I know you're on LinkedIn as well, Ro. We should do our our LinkedIn connection of the week. Mm -hmm. That could be fun. Okay. Um, New segment. So check us out on there. Guys, a big shout out to Pop Culture Pros, the Spotlight Sports Network, and our friend Liam McGrow over at the cover. Mm. Um, As we've seen, Week in and week out, we're super, super stoked to be a part of those three networks doing wonderful things for up-and-coming content creators such as ourselves. Yep, lovely. Lads, without further ado, let's get into it. First point, um, the all-NBA defensive teams. Now, Mm. I'll rip through these and you can kind of give your thoughts on them. Yep. Uh, The NBA first team for all-defensive was Giannis, Mikhail Bridges, Rudy Gobert, Jaron Jackson Jr. and Marcus Smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The second team there was Bam Adebayo, Draymond Green, Drew Holiday, Matisse Thibel and Robert Williams. Yeah. So, any big surprises, any glaring omissions? For I, you think, I think these are pretty spot on. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I yeah, can't really likewise. fault them, to be honest with you. When yeah, they likewise, came I, thought, I thought mm. the same. Like, you've got, you know, that kind of pool you could have, you know, argued a couple of them made the first team, a couple of the second, but all 10 of those players rightly deserving of being mm. on those two teams. Yep. Um, 
not much to talk about there, so I might transition that to the all-NBA teams, which I'm sure there might be a little mm. more debate or points mm. on that. Yes. In the first team, we had Devin Booker, Luka Doncic, Giannis, Jason Tatum, and Nikola Jokic. In the second team was Steph Curry, DeMar DeRozan, Kevin Durant, Joel Embiid, and uh, I almost said Jordan Poole, but Jama Rand. <laughs> he looks a bit similar in that photo. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, in the third team, we had the King LeBron James, Chris Paul, Pascal Siakam, mm. Carl Anthony Towns, and Trey Young. Fellas, oh, yeah. how now, do you feel about these is three? Is all NBA positionless? Or is... It is positionless. Uh, well, I, I would but I think, I think I, well, they kind of did it with, with that one mm. centre, mm. uh, which I like. I yep. know that was a point of debate we had a couple of weeks ago. Yep. I like how they went the one centre. Yeah, mm. so um, do I. And there was a lot of there was a bit of uproar about that though, wasn't there? There was indeed. But, you know, I don't. You know, I'm I'm fairly happy with that overall. To be perfectly honest with you. How about the Devin Booker point? That's probably the yeah. contentious one, isn't it? Devin Booker, Devin Booker or and Steph Curry, all NBA first team. I would say I would put Steph over Book. You would. But Book's had a Book's had a great year, but I think Steph's just been on another level. Yeah, um, it's it's a funny one, that, isn't it? Because you almost mm, – well, I'll, I'll kind of tie that in with the point of the Miami Heat. Yeah. Team that finished top of their conference, the mm. Eastern Conference, still going as we speak, um, but not one member mm, of that Heat team made an all-NBA team. Now, yes. do you, it kind of bears weight to what Booker did as well. Do you place more emphasis on, you know, individual, mm. I guess, statistics or team record? You know, what weight does that have as well? So – yeah, it's a bit of a funny one with Booker. Um, I think I he almost even, got a bit of a nudge with that record. I would even put Jar over him, to be honest. That well, that time. was the other one. There was Curry and Jar, mm. and I guess for big parts throughout the season, we had them in the, that one team, uh, yep. in the first team, should I say. But, um, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Like, it just shows, you know, all 15 players, what great hands the league's in. Yep. Um, the other point, though, Carl Anthony Towns or Bam Adebayo, which way were you going on that one? I'd go Cat. I had Cat as well. To be perfectly honest, I had a look at um, our All-NBA teams predictions earlier yeah. this year. I think the only one in all three of those teams that I didn't have was Trey Young. Um, I think I did. You and I have Trey Lee. I know, I'm pretty sure I did. Me. Potentially did. But what I'm saying, I guess, overall is that I'm fairly happy with yes. how, they've, how they've gone about yep. those three teams. Absolutely. There's always going to be snubs. I guess, as you were mentioning before, Nick, back on to the Miami Heat, like, yeah, their Jimmy team Butler, record ben. was incredible. But who do you take out of those teams? I I don't know. I think uh, the only candidates are uh, maybe Siakam, maybe Trey, and maybe Cat. Mm, okay. They're probably the only three names I could probably give you that you know you could you could to and fro with. The other thing with Jimmy though is he missed a fair bit of time throughout the year. He so indeed, yeah, he's notorious yeah. for missing game time. But mm. it's awesome to have these teams finally on, on I guess released. Yes. Um, thumbs up, Lee. Thumbs up. Thumbs I up only really me. care about the. First two teams. The third team is pretty interchangeable, is it not? Mate, you you can't say that when LeBron James and Chris Paul are on it. Oh, you got to have I'm a bit of care a factor. couple of the players, name namely Siakam, mm. maybe Trey Young, maybe Cat. Mm. The the two I am like the two first teams. I'm like, all right, these better pretty be rock pretty solid. spot on. Yep. yep. Third, third, I don't really care about. It'll be contentious. Well, there you go. Okay. Well, We'll move ahead, lads. Uh, big news during the week for Denver and the Minnesota Timberwolves there. Mm, Denver oh, President yeah. Tim Conley has joined the Timberwolves on a five-year, $40 million deal. Um, you know, it all, also hey. includes some potential ownership equity in the franchise, which is huge as yes. well for him. Yep. Um, it's a big coup for the Wolves, who are kind of really building nicely now. He was one of the most sought-after um, presidents there mm. within the league, and it's really, you know, pulled some strings there for Denver. So a great sign of what the Wolves are doing in their kind of 
I guess, I guess elevation up yeah. up the standings in their franchise. Absolutely, um, that's a big acquisition. And the other thing is, it just shows the kind of faith that this guy must have um, in the Wolves going forward. Because you yeah. you don't even look at these kind of teams if you don't see any upside going forward. And I think it doesn't take a rocket scientist um, to work out that the Wolves are going to be scary in a few years when these guys gel a yeah. bit more, mature a little more, as we we're mentioning the other yep. week. Um, yeah, that's a big that's a big get. Big role in Denver now as well. It leaves a hell of a hole in there. I believe was it the fourth or fifth largest um, salary bill they've got now. Mm-hmm. They've got they've got Jokic, they've got Murray, they've got Porter. Like where are they at? Is the big question. And what is kind of the plan moving forward? Do you kind of put all your faith in them, or you know what are the moves to be made? So I'm looking forward to seeing what their off season entails. I will tell you what, if you're Denver. Um, you're wanting to place the right pieces around Yoka. And I think that that's paramount for me if yep. I'm the Denver Nuggets um, management at the moment. Um, you want to put in the uh, you know right recovery plan for Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. Absolutely. Um, because they're going to be key in their success. Yoka, we've seen this year, can't do it all on his, on yeah. his own. Yep. Um, so, yeah, they're going to have to get back out there. Lee, no, you, you don't need to make any major... Changes obviously. I think their core is pretty. You set think they're in and around the mix still with that, that yeah. top tier talent? Yeah, because we haven't seen at least what for a year or maybe two years all mm. three. And when I say all three, I'm talking about Yokes, um, MPJ, and Murray play yep. together. Yes. Um, so I'm excited to see that. They probably need to work a little bit on their supporting cast. I like yep. I like Boogie coming off the bench. I love that. I think he's a real handy piece to yeah. keep. Mm. Um, I reckon you're looking more at your your. Parzos and Rivers yeah. are probably candidates for liquidation there. Yep. So, yeah. yep. yes, we all await with eager anticipation about what the future holds for the Nuggets. Mm. Moving ahead and speaking of eager anticipation, we might cast our eyes forward a couple of years here. Now, per mm. John Casano, the league looks set to be announced two new expansion teams in 2024. Not confirmed, but it's looking likely. So Las Vegas and Seattle being, being the markets for those two. Yes. Lads, what do we think about this? How do you bring a new team into the into the league? Like, is it all fresh new players, or no, I guess not? Well, look no. what the Jack Jumpers did this season. Yeah, I know. I, well, it's a different league, but but the, but the same kind same of premise. I guess background. You've got you know mm. a pool of players. There'll be you know trades and things of the kind, signings. Um, you know, look at a couple of rookies from yeah. elsewhere. This that's not going to be a concern at all for uh, me. These were the two logical options yeah. going forward. Yeah. I think it was it's sort of just a matter of time, really, at this point as to when um, the league expands. And we certainly thought that Seattle was one of the you know obvious candidates, but Las Vegas as well, huge potential there. So, huge. how do you how do you feel about this bringing two new teams? And do you like it? Do you think it's good for the league because personally I, I think it's fantastic mm, i can't wait and it's like touches on what we spoke about with the nbl mm. last week you know capitalizing on that popularity expansion i, I think it's awesome these two markets are going to be booming i reckon and it just keeps the league fresh and exciting um you know i i, I was what was i was doing the mm. math in my head today i believe now let me just quickly that was 31 <laughs> to 62 mm-hmm. yeah and you can't yep so if you if you i guess in terms of ross like leagues we've got an 82 game season mm-hmm. at the minute I, I think the math is right. If you cut up to 81 games, mm. each team plays all other, so it'll be 32 teams, so 31 teams twice, yep. 62 games. Mm. Then in their conference, they play each team in their conference again. So okay. that would be a further, a further 19 games. Yep. Um, yeah, so 81, I believe, if I've done that correctly off the top of my head there. 81 games, it doesn't really alter the 
the actual scheduling too mm. much, but mm. bringing in two new teams, how exciting would that be? It's going to be huge for the growth of the game, isn't it? Um, uh, I was thinking as soon as I heard that Las Vegas team announcement, I was thinking of Your... potential targets. Do you know who the first guy who came to my head was? Uh, yeah, yeah, hold on. Who I loves I... the nightlife? Uh, James, James Harden. Harden. Jimmy H. Yeah. I think Jimmy H is heading oh, to Vegas. If, I, I if thought they... that too, and yeah. I thought... Imagine the damage he would do. I he, know. Lou he's got Williams. A, not only in the in the clubs, but also he's got a big, big salary. Yes. He could blow a lot of that on the old tables, rolling the dice just uh, one more time. There's got to be a lot of sneaky business happening in Las Vegas over those yeah. few years because they're not allowed to gamble, but you just get the feeling that then if you build a team in Las Vegas, what else are you going to do in your spare time? Hang out in the desert for a while. There's, <laughs> yeah. not, there's not Walk much around to the do, tumble is weeds. Yeah. Sorry, what were you about to say, Lee? I cut you off. I was going to say, I'd love in like two years, 2024, for James Harden to be like, nah, I'm going back to my old ways and like have a team built around him like Houston because that's when we all loved the beer. I reckon he's, he's washed. He's, gonna, he's not getting uh, he's any not. younger too. He's not two, washed. He is washed. What <laughs> do you mean? No, nah, I'm a James Harden fan. I love did him. Did you watch that series playoffs? Billy I just, did. What did he do? He didn't do a whole lot. He went but... missing. Yeah. What's he done the last few years? Gone missing. He's trying. Man, he's trying. He's trying. So <laughs> and like that's the, all you can ask The participation for. award, isn't it? <laughs> no, fellas. Do you guys have anything else from the NBA? No, Nick. I don't. Tremendous. Let's transition to the NBL. One little stat here I saw during the mm-hmm. week. The grand final this year was up an average of 133% in viewership compared to the season prior. Now, that, that's more than double. That's double and a third the viewership from the previous season mm-hmm. on average. Again, uh, just reiterating, it shows, mm. you know, just the league, its growth, how like that booming popularity is mm. phenomenal. And also just a little note on the actual success and excitement this Jack Jumpers team's brought. So I want to tie that in with the point we just made about the NBA expansion. Like look at the positive impact this has had on the league. Um, what it will no doubt have for the NBA as well. Um, it's, it's, it's tremendous. It is tremendous, Nick. Um, but the thing is, like, yes, it's been enormous for Tasmania and, you know, that's been the main benefactor of, of obviously the Jack Jumpers coming in. Mm. But it's also helped out the sport in Australia in general. The interest in the NBL, particularly since Jack Jumpers have come in. 130 the, the numbers speak for itself. Num- uh, what is it? Numbers don't lie? I numbers don't, don't lie. No, it. you're right. Yep. Um, well, ball don't lie. Ball don't lie. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? But um, yeah, it's it's been huge, and I, you just get the feeling that that percentage will continue to grow going yeah. forward as well. Hundred percent, Lee. Yourself, you're going to be a part of that uptick next season. Yeah, I'll, I'll be. You're going to have a big vested interest in it, aren't you? <laughs> I'm looking forward to discussing everything NBL with you next season. It'll be fun. Now, I'll try. Now, Nick, I might jump in here please. if you don't mind. Please, please do. Um, so, I guess people down in Tassie might have heard. Old Scott Roth on the radio this morning, and there was a bit of interest in what he had to say regarding some of the Tassie Jack Jumpers imports, namely Joshy Adams, Josh Majette, and Mikhail McIntosh. So we've got a bit of an idea as to where they might be at the moment and what their status might be. Let me just read you a few quotes from Scott Roth regarding these three players. So our marquee player, J.A., Joshy Adams, Scott Roth said, He's getting a million dollar offers in China and some other places, and we're nowhere near able to compete with some of these teams in Europe. Well, the salary cap's like one point five million or something mm-hmm. in the so it's going to be a lifestyle choice for him, or a situation where he only has X amount of years to play and he can go and make as much money as possible. Mm-hmm. Let's read between the lines. 
don't think Joshy's coming back. Oh, next you don't year. reckon? I know. Oh, he, I don't he, think uh, so. He's, uh, he's been, you know, a huge part of the building Massive. the franchise. You Always know, getting out be. with fans, blah blah blah, whatever else. But if that's, you're getting off, mate, if you're getting offered seven figures to go elsewhere to play bowl, yeah, as, like as he, as Scott Ross said, you have a limited. Limited, limited window as a player, yes. and you have got to capitalize and get that bag. So yeah. you've got to set yourself up for the future. Are you no going to China for it? I'm not going to China. Why not? I reckon JA is heading to China. I, I reckon so. He can, he can hang out Brian Gorgian over there as well. Yeah. Head coach of the Hawks, he's gone over and there. I mean, it's, it's a good league. It's a really good league. It's a good league also for exposure as well. Like obviously, oh. we want him to stay with the Jackies down in the NBL, but you know, China is one of these leagues which gets a lot of attention from the NBA. So it does keep his NBA dream what is he, 27, alive. 28? He's probably getting up there. So, yeah. you know, he's probably got one last crack at it. And, mm. you know, again, he's got to get that get that bread. Got, got to put food in the table for the family. <laughs> so you couldn't fault him, you know, would thank him and wave him bon, bon voyage. Bon but, voyage yeah. for old J.A. Yeah. Love you, J.A. Um, next one, Joshy Majet. Yes. Uh, Scott Ross said, I feel like we're getting close to maybe having something done with him, but we're still going through that process. Okay. Again. More positive. Read between the lines. So it, this sounds like he could be. My money would be on him returning for at least another season. Josh yep. Majet. I think he's heart and soul type player of of um of the Jackies this yeah, year. I think so. I um, think so too. Just lastly, Nick, Nicole McIntosh, your fave. Oh, Scotty Ross said we will probably end up changing over Mikhail and trying to get someone just a little bit bigger in that position. Take nothing away from him. He Absolutely is a, not. Oh, God damn. We speak of Chris Middleton and the mm. Ferris wheel. This guy is a roller coaster. What a roller coaster of emotions it's been for us as fans watching yeah. him. For him as a player, probably he's been, you know, loved to hate it pretty much overnight. Mm. Um, mm. You know, he's had some big, big moments, big, mm. big moments for this team. You can't fault his heart. Has lacked in certain points just with some game awareness and whatever mm. else, but that's, you know, part of the territory. But, you know, we, again, another player will, Probably thank and say bon voyage. Yeah, I think so. And the thing with, I think, like, again, reading between the lines. You are doing a lot of reading. There's a lot of reading between the lines at the moment. Um, But what what was I about to say? Um, Yeah, so Mikhail McIntosh, he's done everything he possibly can given the injury to Will Magne, who Will Magne is, you know, obviously NBA talent. He was our marquee signing. I guess Mikhail had to stand up given the fact that Magno was out for large chunks of the season. And, you know, he was going up against the, you know, elite big men in the league. And, you know, at times he stood his own and other times he struggled. You know, what more could you really ask for him in that second half of the season? He definitely improved. I'll give him that. He did. He was shaky greens early early days. A couple of games earlier on in the season, you and I were pretty much front and centre of the get rid of him. Yeah, Merv was looking a bit shaky. Merv was was on the next plane home. He was. And I don't think – I think he would even admit that, wouldn't he? But, um, you know, I think – yeah, this one probably didn't surprise ticker, me though. as much. Yeah, yeah a lot of ticker. Lot against of ticker. all adversity, so fair play. Yep. Speaking of the Jack Jumpers, they had their awards night the other night, last Saturday mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. The MVP, Josh Adams, finished okay. first, 172 votes. Second was Jack McVeigh with 167, so very close mm-hmm. there. And third, Josh Majette with 160 votes. Yep. Um, no, phenomenal season from all three. The Coach's Award went to Big Fabe Krizlovich. Yes. Mm-hmm. Fantastic there. The Fan Favourite Award, Jack McVeigh. Mm. DPOY was Matty Kenyon. And the mm. Player's Kenyon. Award went to Jared Weeks. Yep. So I can't complain with any of those. I would no. have given it to the same blokes. No. Yeah, yeah, looking at them, like, that's pretty bang on the money. It is. Pretty it is. bang on the money. So, again, that kind of, I guess, puts a line through what has been a phenomenal season for the Jack Jumpers. 
I tell you what, I am buzzing already. October can't come soon enough for the next season. Yes. What do you reckon, Lee? You, you oh, pumped? God, I'll need to get into it. Come oh, on, I'm, get into I'm it. sick of sitting here like this throughout the, the NBL. Actually, segment. probably one other bit of notable news mm. was the, the big signing for the Illawarra Hawks. NBA, NBL finalist winner there, Wani uh, Swaka Labulik yes, from the Sydney Kings this, going yep. to Illawarra there mm-hmm. down in the gong. So a big signing there. <laughs> in the gong. Out in the Wollongong. <laughs> gong. Yep. Fellas, let's move ahead. Let's talk NBA. The Daily Dribble. Almost feel like we need to do that again as Lee was talking. Take two. The Daily Dribble. You can't take away you, from the transition. You can't mate. every week point out that we're doing a transition. I wasn't. I don't, I, just think think there's been, I don't think there's been one seamless The Daily Dribble without us mentioning it. I shake my head every week. Absolutely has been. I, was, I think we spent 20 you know seconds too long. You there. haven't failed us this week either, mate. No. All right. That's all good. All right, moving let's, let's move ahead. <laughs> what, are we, what, what segment? So here's the point. Just on the NBA, we're going to have a bit of a chat about that, the week that was, some of the takeaways, and then go into mm. our predictions for the finals. Mm. Now, the big point I wanted to start with was, mm. can you do us a flavour and give us a close game? <laughs> oh, yeah, My goodness, Any there has chance. been some just ordinary, ordinary games in terms of score lines and actually excitement down yeah. in that fourth quarter and mm. crunch time. There has been zero. Uh, we'll start with the Eastern Conference now. With the mm. Heat, I really think they shot themselves in the foot in game four and five here um, yep. and probably almost shot themselves out of the series. Mm. You know, we've got game six here tomorrow, but they've not done themselves any favours. Certainly not. Got some stats here from game four. Oh, say the big one. Give it to us. The, the, the five combined starters went for a total of 18 points. Come on. This being the lowest recorded total in a playoff game since the record started being um, tracked in 1970-71. Um, mm. which was just ridiculous. 18 Horrendous. Victor Oladipo had 23 points alone off the bench. Mm. Yeah, um, the first time a bench player has had more than the starting five again since that 1970-71 mark there. So yeah. it's just on that. That is absolutely disgraceful. Says it all. Okay. Says disgraceful. What about the other stat? I don't know if it was game four or five. I think it might have been five. But Heat went seven from 45 from three. 15.6%. Mm. Kyle Lowry and Max Struess in that one went zero, a combined zero of 15 mm. from the field. Um, so they, it's a shame for this Heat team because, you know, Jimmy's been injured. Lowry's coming back from injury. Hero's missed time. Like, they're just not healthy. It's mm. come at the worst possible time. They just kind of look battered and out of ideas. They do. Um, yep. They look exhausted too. I think everyone looks exhausted and that's resulting in some pretty poor quality bowl. Yep. But I'll tell you what, I wouldn't mind and I wouldn't, like be angry at the league if they did this. Give them a night off, I'd yeah. say. Just mm, no, yeah. just put like uh, it's all right if I miss a game in a day. That's fine. Just give them a night off and let them rest up so we get some quality bowl. That's my one solution. It's, I reckon they'd be loving that idea. I tell you who wouldn't point, be loving it? it. Adam Silver. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Money talks. I, but, I think mm. it's probably one where you need to look at it more in the back end of these series. Games five, six, and seven where they're oh, traveling. Yeah. The games up to four where you've got two in each market, it's not so bad. Um, and but I, mean, I, I likewise agree. I'd rather have that yeah. day off and get a better quality, you know, game. Yeah. Um, because these, these have been very, very ordinary. There's, mm. you know, it's kind of been one and done by half time for most of them. The thing is, though, like the NBA seasons and, you know, I guess the playoffs after, it's always been a war of attrition, hasn't it? It's Absolutely. always been who can, you know, Assist for the longest. Who, who's, who, got a, who's, who's got some ticker? Who's got the heart, Nick? That's yeah. exactly right. Can't and, be um, bought. Can't be taught. <laughs> coin, put the coin in the yeah, jar. But yeah. yes, um, the Heat are looking. It's really strange for mine because they're a team who, for the majority of this season, have looked so full of energy and looked mm-hmm. so 
full of heart and they you know have, hungry. Yeah. And you know, in this series, particularly the last, you know, what is it, last three, four games, yep. they've looked they've looked deflated. They've looked like a team who has quite simply run out of petrol tickets. We know what the big problem is for mm. me, and I'll tie this in with the Celtics. The Celtics' D has just been far, far too good. Yep, way better for for, mo- for the most part. The Heat, they're on the defensive side. They've been good too, mm. but it's just their offensive output now. Um, the big, the big key in the Celtics, I think, has been Rob Williams. Yeah. Uh, when he's been playing, Adebayo just looks in all sorts. Uh, it was Game Three that Williams missed. Bam had thirty-one points, ten rebounds, six assists, and four steals, and was yep. just an absolute animal. When Williams is in, though, Bam just looks almost scared. He, scared to get in the paint. Scared to kind of play with that kind of same intensity. He just looks all sorts. And for a guy you're kind of almost building your franchise around, it's. Troubling signs against, you know, a pretty young defender there in Williams. Is the BAM situation, though, I've been thinking about this, is it more of a mindset thing with BAM? Because the other day, BAM came out all guns blazing. Mm. He looked like, there was people saying he looked like the second coming of bloody Shaq. Yeah. And he was showing yep. signs of Giannis. Like, yeah. that's how good he was playing um, the other day. I think it was the last time that he won in yeah, that game, series. Game three. Yeah. yeah. Game three. Um, so is it just a matter of switching on and knowing, you know, like obviously the Celtics defense, it it does drain you, and it even it takes it out of even the best big men in the league, as seen yes, with Bam out of bio. Absolutely. But is it a thing for him? You know, just having that concentration. You know, long and short, I, I think he's got to stop being a little bitch and just yeah. take it up to Williams. Like, he but is, is that a mental thing, or is it like a, I'm I'm struggling I, to I, see I where he's falling short? Physically, he's going to match up. Physically, no he's worries, there. No yeah. worries. So it, it's absolutely mental. Yeah. Um, yeah, funny one there. Lee, what have you... I honestly think it comes back to what you were saying a bit earlier, how much sleep they got before the night before. And I think people, like you were saying, tend to forget that it's not a Boston versus Brooklyn series where they travel a couple of minutes down the road. They're travelling from Miami to Boston, Miami to Boston, and that takes a toll on you if you're doing that every second day. So, so you're... I well, think both I... teams are doing that, though, aren't they? Yeah, I know, but I mean, yeah, it comes back to his mentality. But I think um, some sometimes he's looking tired, and sometimes he's looking a bit more energetic. And maybe that's why the Heat loved the bubble so much. Just had to well, walk out the hotel room. To be hour. honest, that was what they were made for. <laughs> yeah. That bubble was that like that they were was in their it. element. They were in their element, one hundred percent. You know, that was just a phenomenal run there. And, but they couldn't get the chocolates there. But just on the Celtics, Derek yep. White and now Horford, they've been two names that have stood out Absolutely, for me. Absolutely, yep. Just with the output, like their output is almost found money. Mm. Like you know you, you're going to expect from Brown and Tatum probably combined 60, give or take. Yep. Marcus Smart's going to chip in with 12 or so. But what Horford and and White in particular have been doing, it's, you know, having that, I guess, that value on mm. both ends, Tremendous. You, you couldn't be happier. I would argue and say that Al Horford has been the barometer throughout oh, this series for absolutely. the Boston Celtics. Yeah, he's the experienced guy who's been there, done that. Yeah. We know this. But he's also like, he's a guy who not only speaks, he's not only a leader verbally, but he's a leader by his actions mm. as well. And that's been plain to see throughout the course of this series. Derek White, I love that you've mentioned him because yeah. he's a guy that probably doesn't get credit when where it's due. Um, he's been outstanding, particularly that game where Marcus Smart was out. Yeah. He came out and well, scored out. Nine points. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was going off to begin that game. He, he set looked the like tone, he was in it? for it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that was probably a trade we didn't mention enough in the in the trade deadline yeah. mid season there, mm. that Derek White acquisition. 
Um, but he is. He's a smart player. High very, basketball very IQ. Very smart player. Mm. So mm. sorry. I remember Lee. maybe a year ago, and just um, throughout the podcast in general, we've always yeah. said Celtics really need a quality big man to be able to succeed. Have they yeah. got that? Not even in just Rob Williams, but in our Horford as well, kind of a combination of these these big men. Are you happy with where they're at big-wise, right? I, I'm over the moon with it um, as it stands at the moment. Um, I think Rob Williams for us, particularly defensively, is yeah. just elite. Um, and, you know, Al Horford's actually one of my favourite players, big old Al. Who, and Ticey as well. And Ticey as well. Mm. Like, it's, it's a pretty good big lineup for a team that was struggling for so long yeah. without one. I'm very happy. I do understand that Al Horford is probably – it's fair to say, in his twilight on of his career. Nine, <laughs> He's on his back nine, isn't he? Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, as it stands at the moment, when we're pushing for this championship, um, I think it's a, yeah, I've been really stoked with the big men. Do you know what? He's got a rock and tan, doesn't he, Al Horford? <laughs> he does. He's got some great colour. That's up there oh. with Spo tan, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. Yeah. Get him in a tight polo top and they could be <laughs> yes. brothers. Yeah. Um, fellas, any last takeaways from this series? Going forward, we've got game six tomorrow. Mm. Do you think it's almost a foregone conclusion that the, the Celtics get this one? Or do you think the Heat are any chance? And if so, what is going to be the, the difference? No, there's no logical answer for the Heat to win next game, especially at home. <laughs> Boston are going to... Negative gonna, Nancy. They're going to finish this series at home. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be over next game. Oh, I, yeah, I've got a pretty pretty good idea which way you're yeah. going, but look, go on then. Look, I think if, if the Heat won that last game, it was game on. I yeah. think they could not afford to lose that one. That Celtics one. going back home... Looking and the Celtics knowing that it's just one and done to a certain extent to get into the finals, they'll give everything and I reckon they'll end it in this next game. Ah, it's a funny one because I I I've got to agree. For a team I've kind of mm. ridden pretty hard this year, the the Heat, who I've been very high on, they've just hit that that ball at the wrong time. Hit the dead end. Um, yep. And I think especially that that crowd in the closeout game, game six at the T D Garden, Boston is going to be pumping. Yes. Um and I, I think this one could be over pretty quickly. Yeah, I, I think, think so this could well. be over pretty quickly. Boston, I reckon, are going to the NBA Finals. Mm. Yep. Fellas, let's move ahead to the Western Conference Finals. Uh, Western Conference Finals, yeah, mm. that's the one. Yeah, uh, we saw today the Mavs get knocked out. Game five, they went down 120 to 110. Um, just on this, I was stoked to see the Mavs get a win in game four was, because oh, yeah. I don't think they've, they've been that far off the pace. Mm. That mm. game two... They really should have won. And if they won that, got that one on the road, one all going back to Dallas, who knows what would have happened. They led that for pretty much the entire game till the fourth quarter then fell apart. Yep. But, um, you know, I think this series is probably closer than a 4-1. Mm, I great. think the Mavs have been good. I just think, you know, they've kind of lived by the three ball, die by the three ball. Mm. Um, they hit 40% today, but it just mm. hasn't been the case throughout all these games in this series. Mm, mm-hmm. um, yep. So, you know, if they're not falling, they're in trouble. Yep. But I, I think this team, I like them. I like them a lot, and I think they're going to be backing in around this mark over the next couple of years. Oh, yeah, look, I'm with you, and I, I think it was a valiant effort, all things mm. considered, because, I mean, at the end of the day, you look at that Warriors team on paper against that Mavs team, and, you know, obviously Luka Doncic is a superstar of the highest order, but that Warriors team have got not only superstars, but they've got guys who have had championship experience, mm. multiple years of championship experience. Yeah. Um, so I think they've done really well. Um, can only see it going up for the Mavericks, particularly with a player like Luka Doncic at the helm. It's not a team that you can see falling back down yeah, the ladder no. anytime soon. They're going to be up there for a long while. From the Mavs' perspective... He's a problem, isn't he? He's, he's, a, he's, he's a, a problem. He's a bad man, isn't he? 
he's naughty. Um, but um, from the Mavs' perspective, they just have to they have to align him with other players who will suit his game going forward. Got a name here. Mm. Got a name here. I'm going to throw out into the ether and just see see how it see lands. I haven't back, done yeah. this in the trade machine, but here's a name I think that would be good for them. Right, John Collins. Johnny from the said, Atlanta Hawks, okay. mm. you know, a power forward who can actually, you know, play on both ends, mm. can stretch the floor with his ability to shoot. You know, there's rumours of him being on the move, so he could be a piece that could actually be gotten. That's interesting. Um, and mm. I just think they are probably still, like, he's a piece, but I think they're also lacking a quality centre mm. on both ends of the floor because they need a little more offensive output. Mm. Dwight Powell, um, you know, Maxi Kleber, they're not quite it. I think they're probably a, uh, maybe a, a, another power forward and a good centre away from being top tier challenges there. It's why that it's why that acquisition or that rumored acquisition of Rudy Gobert was so attractive. Yeah. Because yeah. how much would obviously on the defensive end, but this year he's shown, particularly early days, that he was a really good offensive option. And then the Jazz obviously just stopped using him. The only stop, thing but... I worry about that I like that one. Mm. The only thing is I'd hate to see the Mavs slow down. We're waiting for that big yeah. piece of timber to get up the floor with, yeah. with Brunson. Yep. I can see you that. Know, yep. Luke is, he's sneaky quick. Mm. Like they're quite a fast liner. Um, I just hope that that wouldn't slow them down too much. Yeah. Yep. But I, I like that. Imagine just having that lot, like that threat there in the paint. Oh, oh it enables their shooters there to like Bullock, Finney Smith, mm. all of them just, just stretch out and just keep knocking threes. But yeah. then yep. they've got someone who can possibly get those offensive boards and second chance points. Yeah, I like your suggestion, Nick. Johnny C. Put it into the trade machine. Let's I'll, see I'll get something rigged up yeah. off-season. Lee, what do you reckon about this series? How have you found it? Can't take anything away from Luca. obviously. This doesn't do anything, any harm to his legacy whatsoever. The no. fact that um, they got one win. Um, he did everything he could. And I saw JJ Redick say, like, in essence, he's surrounded by second-round second draft picks, really. Oh, yeah, he is. Um, so it surprised me that they got this far, to be honest. But Warriors, they're just on a different level. They, they're yeah. 9 and 0 at home games in the playoffs this series. Um, yeah. the, the only thing that worries me with the Warriors and even going into the finals is some of their deficits, um, not, not, so, not so much their loss deficits, but the fact that they've been down by 29 in some games, they've been down by big numbers in some games. Um, it's it's not a good look and it's not something you want to bring to the NBA finals. But um well, let's we'll just see. transition to that. Do you guys have anything else you want to mention on that series before we head into no, the NBA? No, they're the main points, I reckon. Well, let's go. Let's base the NBA finals. Mm-hmm. Let's base it that tomorrow Celtics get up. Yep. Game six. I know we're doing it somewhat prematurely, but no, done deal. Which <laughs> oh, that could <laughs> I tell you what, oh, we can clip geez. that if I'm gonna oh, clip I'm gonna wait until next I'm gonna wait oh, till tomorrow to upload this one. Famous <laughs> last words. Um but we'll yeah. go ahead to the finals and we'll base it on the fact that we're expecting the Warriors and Celtics finals here. Yes. What a tantalizing series mm. this one is. On both ends of the floor, both teams have incredible mm. defenses, incredible offenses as well. Um, you know, I just think though the offensive output. Um, I'm, I'm Come on, mate! Don't doing, do this again. I'm notorious for doing this to you, bro. But I just think with typical Curry, from the Lakers fan, Thompson. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thompson as well today was cooking. Yeah, he I think was. he's heating up at the right time. He's mm-hmm. kind of been yep. sl- a slow build. Um, but I think Paul Wiggins. I just think they've got too many options, probably. Whereas you know. You're looking at mm. the Celtics. You've got Brown and Tatum there, given, mm-hmm. and you're hoping you get enough out of Smart, Horford, White, mm. um, you know, Williams. You know, yep. it, it's kind of a little more iffy. I think you've got more proven scoring with the Warriors. 
Okay. Um, yep. So I, I'm leaning towards them in seven, but I in think it's seven. going deep. Mm. It's going to be a fun, fun series. Yeah, I I tend to agree. Apart from the winner of that series, now look, there's no there's no world in which you are ever going to say the Celtics. Absolutely not. not. And I, look, we don't want to count our chickens before the hatch. Like, we're, uh, hopefully the Celtics get through, so they <laughs> this makes sense. But um, I think the Celtics defensively have enough against this Golden State Warriors team to at least limit their offense. Yeah, they've got guys who are generally offensive threats on any given night, but. Our defense, and we've seen it in the last half of the year, has been, I think, the the best defense oh, in the in yeah. the league. Yeah. Yep. Um, and it's a different. It will be a different story for the Golden State Warriors coming coming up against the Boston Celtics, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to the Dallas Mavericks. They've got multiple defensive threats, but they've also got multiple offensive threats. Now, I, I I did want to touch on Lee's point before again about the Warriors and their deficits that they've had. Teams have found holes in the way that they play, and mm. and it's been plain and obvious to see. And I tell you what, there would be a little thing at the back of the Warriors' minds at the moment um, that you know it's not a guarantee. It's not going to be a guaranteed contest or competitive game um, for them um, unless their their minds in it. You know, do you reckon they throw the that game minutes. for? Do you reckon they wanted to close it out at home in the Bay Area? There, I mean. No, they would have. They just would have wanted to get the job. I can say I, I like your thinking, but no, I think they've been found out a few times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what a contest that's going to be, bro! How many games do you reckon this uh, is going? I would say Celtics if they make the finals in seven. seven I games. like how you put that little. Just I just wanted to put a disclaimer there, there, little asterisks. Yep, the, yep. Uh, it's going to be fun, Lee. What do you think, mate? Even as I'm talking and the words are coming out of my mouth right now, I still don't have an answer for you. Because one thing you guys haven't mentioned, and I do agree entirely with Roe, how I think they're—I think the Celtics' defense will find out the Golden State Warriors not fast because you can't. There's, there's no really way to stop Steph Curry, but mm-hmm. I, I think what we haven't mentioned is the Warriors' experience and how they've been here mm-hmm. countless times before. They've been here six out of the last, or maybe seven out of the last eight or nine times, past eight or nine years. Um, so I think that'll play a large factor into it, but I do think the Celtics are going to come out on top. You've, really? you've really got everything you want defensively in the right positions. You've mm. got Marcus Smart coming up against Steph Curry. You've got Jalen Brown, who has been, I think he's a proven defender against Clay Thompson. Um, and I also think Kevon Looney will get figured out a little bit this series as well. Not that he's, setting the world on fire, but I don't think he'll be grabbing 18 boards against Al Horford and Rob and Williams. Rob. Um, so what, how, you reckon it's going deep as well? Seven it's or? going deep. It's going seven, and I reckon Boston are taking the chip. Mm. Wow. Well, this mm. I tell you I like what, that. I would be very interested. We might have to put a poll up if this actually does come to life. I can just yes. see now that we've actually spoken <laughs> about this. We've just said that. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's oh, wouldn't that be so sick? Oh, It'd be sick for you as well. But um, I don't want to think about yeah, it. Yeah, no. Positive thoughts only. Positive yep. thoughts only. But uh, it's either way, it's going to be a hell of a series. It's awesome to see the Warriors back with that that chance to kind of cement that dynasty mm. for Steph to kind of cement his place as one of the all-time greats. Doing it again without KD for the Celtics, you know, first chip, first kind of possibly the start of a dynasty. They've got the young pieces there in place, ready to probably duplicate it over mm. the coming years. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of intriguing storylines in this one. Last question before we move on, lads. Finals MVP pick. 
finals MVP. He's going to do be you, very. Do you go Tatum or like I'm guessing you're going to say someone from Boston, given you've got them winning, or mm. do you that think it's going to be someone who locks up on the defensive end? Um, look, if Boston win, which I hope they do, I think the narrative would probably go to someone like yeah. Jace Tatum or um, Jalen Brown, yeah. I think one of those two. If Boston are any chance to win this, win that final series, if they mm-hmm. make it, um, those big. two have to have big, huge performances. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. It's going to take an elite performance. Um, from the Warriors side of things, if they were to win, I just don't see a world in which Steph Curry wouldn't, wouldn't win the finals MVP. Yeah, he deserves Tops one. Off he? he deserves one. Accolades, yeah. What do you reckon? Uh, likewise, I've got to agree. I've got to say Steph. I mm. think he is going to – man's going to be cooking. Chef mm. in the kitchen, Chef cooking up a storm, kitchen. I reckon, on this one. He is yep. – you know, this is, again, that chance to really cement his legacy. I don't think he's going to let this chance slide mm. by him again. Yep. Um, so I'll say Steph. And I'll go Jalen Brown just because – JB. I would say Tatum, but he has had some games where he's been off and it's not been his night. Mm. And I feel like Jalen Brown more so has nights where he's always on, really. Just more consistent. More consistent. Mm. So yep. I'll go on JB. Yep. Fellas, we're like looking that. forward to it. Set to tip off here next Friday. It's going to be a cracker. Be sure to stay up to date with all of our socials. We'll probably have a few things on that leading up to the game itself. So, Lovely. yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys who you think is going to win. Moving on. Daily Dribble. So, what did we say? Draft Deep Dive of the Week. Here it is. A new <laughs> segment brought to you by the Daily Dribble team. Yep. Uh, we're each going to give a draft prospect, give a little bit of a, a scouting report, what we're looking out for. Um, and just get everyone up to speed with a few of the, the prospects coming into this year's mm. NBA draft. Now, we didn't touch base on this one during the week who we each had. So let's... Oh, uh, surely we're not. Surely no, we're I, not I don't think we will. I don't think we will. Uh, we'll Lee, see. you look like a guy who wants to start us today. I'll start. I'm picking a guy that really could go one through three in the NBA draft. So he's, he's a yeah. pretty popular Top-tier name. Talent. Top-tier talent. Jabari Smith Jr., mm. This guy is something different. He's in in his um, previous season. He's got seventeen points, seven rebounds, and one block. Um, he's nineteen years old. He's six ten. He's a he's a shot maker, but he he moves like a guard. Mm. Um, he's shooting forty three point six percent from the three as a six ten. Six ten. I'd say he's powerful. Let it fly, big fan. Um, take that, wouldn't you? <laughs> these threes aren't just catch and shoot. Um, they're not like someone like John Collins where he gets it and he can shoot the three ball. Mm-hmm. This guy's jab stepping. He's moving off the screens. He's The momentum is going and he's popping them up and he's doing it at a 43% clip. Um, and this guy's <laughs> also a very versatile um, defender. He's tough. He hustles. He's got active feet. He's got active hands. Um, and, yeah, I'm very high on Jabari Smith Jr. So where, where was he last season, sorry? Auburn Tigers. Auburn. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, okay. So expected in the top three. I've seen a bit, a bit of chat around him. Yeah. Um, Which team in that top three would would like him the most, or would be so best suited? Who are we for looking him? at with the top three picks? We have got the Magic, got OKC the OKC and Houston. Thunder. Yeah, I'd say OKC. I think he's a good fit at OKC. He fills that position that they haven't got yet. Mm. They've got Giddy at point guard mm. kind of shoot. They've got both their guards, I'd say. So this they, is- they really just need a good big, don't they? So yeah. they're, they're kind of set in this draft because the mm. top three players are kind of big, big body players. So, yeah, um, yep. yeah they're, they're setting themselves up nicely. Mm. Yeah. Uh, very keen to see how he plays out, though. That is phenomenal clip from a big guy. So yeah, uh, what, though, to watch out for. We, could, we might need to rename the segment Draft Deep, deep Dive. We've gone into the shallow end for that one, <laughs> top three. 
<laughs> I, I did say didn't have to go very far the down the pool, so. did we? <laughs> no floaties needed no. for that one. Oh, should I, should I go a little bit deeper? Yeah, go a bit I'll deeper. Go a bit deeper. I tell yeah. you what, I'm, put your goggles on. I'm not a proficient swimmer, so I was out here <laughs> trying to trying to keep afloat. But I'll I've gone with Jaden Hardy. Okay, Jaden Hardy. I was just waiting to make sure that you uh, didn't have him no, as well. You're safe. He's uh yeah, okay, here he is, Jaden Hardy. <laughs> Welcome. Six foot five shooting guard. Uh, he was playing with the G League Ignite team. So, okay. you know, the kind of the elite of the elite, hanging out with our boy Dyson Daniels. Double D. Started the season quite slowly, but in that second half, really started to find his form, find his feet in that kind of a new setup. Like it was a new initiative mm-hmm. for the G League Ignite team. Uh, he finished the season averaging 17.7 points, four and a half rebounds, and three assists. Now he isn't he isn't a super athlete. He's not incredibly springy, he's not incredibly quick, but he's more than able to carry his own in this league. Um, you know, he's not going to set the world on fire or break mm. any any records, but he gets to his spots really well and a really capable ball handler. Um, with the ability of losing his defender, he's almost kind of like Luca, kind of sneaky quick, mm. almost lulls you into that false, false sense of security. Yep. Um what I like about him now, this isn't going to look good after what Lee's just said, his big man, his shooting <laughs> clip. Um, he didn't shoot the ball that well this season. He was 27% from three and 35% from the field. Mm-hmm. He's a much better shooter than that. That was a Wasn't bit of a an, clear reflection. Yeah, obviously. not a clear yeah. reflection. But yeah. what I like about him, this guy has got range. Mm-hmm. He's looking like Logo Lillard, like mm-hmm. Steph Curry, Trey Young range. He's going to pull up from, from some deep spots this season. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's wow. what really excites me about him, his ability – like it's it's becoming an increasing bigger part of the game that ability to shoot the deep deep three mm, ball. Mm. Um, expecting to knocking down some Mountain Dew three pointers throughout the year. <laughs> um, junior year at Colorado High though, this is what stood out to me. How's this? Here we go. Fun fact. Junior year, Colorado yeah. High, thirty point four points. Yeah. Nine point one rebounds and eight point four assists. Oh, Jesus what? Christ. 30 and a half, nine and eight and a half. Off those stats alone, he'd be going top three. You taking the piss? One. Yeah. Hey, well, he, he was really, really high earlier on the year, mm. and the, the, he kind of had a slow start, which sent him tumbling down the boards a yep, little bit. Yep. Um, most boards expect him between 17 and 22. Right. Okay. Um, but there are quite a few reports that he will edge a bit higher than that close to draft day. So. Isn't that funny though? Like with the with the college ball and even like the the G League, you either have to have a really good start or a really good finish mm-hmm. to finish high in the in the. I, I guess the draft again, just quickly. Come on, thirty and a half <laughs> points, nine rebounds, eight and a half assists. That is that is big big but, ball but of that's energy. Unreal, you said it? in his junior year. Yeah, Colorado High. Like, how old are you in your junior year? What are you? You're- 17? I don't know how it works in America. Yeah, to be honest. Right. Like, just, June, it doesn't matter what year. If you're putting up those stats, that is big time. You're and walking you, around the school with a bit of swag around and his it, shoulders and it, after. It just shows as well his ability, like six foot five, he's getting boards, he's playmaking mm-hmm. as well as his ability to score at all three levels of the game. I, I think he was shooting about 88% from the free throw right. line as well, which yep. is a positive yeah, sign. That's big. I think it was, on, it was on, only on a couple of attempts a game, but mm. positive indicator as well that he's got good mechanics in that stroke. So yep. um, expect those numbers you know, 27% and 35% to pick up. Yeah. Very excited. Love that. Also hoping to see him with Matt and Jeff in a uh, T- T- oh, TLC game. I was uh, about to mention that. The old, yeah, the old, the old Jay Hardy boys. Yep, love that. <laughs> Iconic. Iconic. Iconic indeed. Um, my man, I'm going fairly deep as well. Um, I've got Johnny Davis. I love the name, by the way. Johnny, Johnny Davis. Davis. Johnny it sounds, Davis. So, sounds like an accountant. 
No, he sounds like a rock star. Yeah, yeah, sounds, Johnny Davis. He sounds like he's got a bit going for him. Yeah. Um, so he's a six foot five. Um, so he's a multi-positional player. Yeah. Um, which is which I think is really important. He's a shooting guard, small forward. Um, so in his sophomore season with Wisconsin, he averaged nineteen point seven points and eight point two rebounds, um, which is good. obviously highly respectable yeah, in your sophomore good. season. Um, it's good. It's not bad. It's, it's, it's I'd take it any yeah. other way. Um, yeah. um, so Johnny, back to Johnny. Um, so there's a bit of unpredictability at the moment as to where he's likely to go in the draft. Some mock drafts have him at about six or seven or eight. Some of them have slipped him to about 15 to 16. So, um, so you, you're kind of just past the uh, the waves breaking, aren't you? You're out there. Just past yeah, there, yeah, just yeah. past there. Yeah. But Johnny is rated as the second best small forward in this league's in this year's draft, which is intriguing for a guy who's likely, potentially likely to slip down to midway through the first round. I think if you're whoever gets him is getting a lot of value out of him, and they're getting overs. Yeah. Given you know where they'll probably have to um, have to pay out for him. Um, so back to Johnny again. Um, so likewise with your guy, Nick. Yeah. I don't think he's expected to be a superstar or a guy who creates headlines as soon as he comes into the league but from all reports this guy is ready made at Mm -hmm. the nba level firstly obviously i mentioned before he's a multi-positional player and i think in the nba these days there is almost a requirement or at least it's highly desirable for players to Mm. be multi-positional both on the offensive end and defensive end and the good thing with johnny is that on the offensive end, he can play pretty much like his main position is a small forward shooting guard. But on the defensive end, he can guard one to three, There's which I think so is highly switching important. Switching now, isn't yeah. there? That you have to like if you're not able to kind of man any and all positions, you are going to get found out and targeted very, very quickly. Absolutely, very, very quickly. Um, and the other thing with him is he's very good on the transition ball. So, yeah, um, yeah. which I think is really important and probably something that goes underrated these days you've got guys who will give it their all on the offensive end and try and get that bucket <laughs> but when it comes time to play a bit of d um they're nowhere near nowhere to be seen yeah. and i think from all reports that i've been reading is he's a guy who is likely to give all his effort on every single play whether that yep. be the offensive play or the defensive play he plays with a really aggressive mindset um so i can i can see him Next year, whatever team he plays for, I can see him having an impact. Perhaps as a guy who comes off the bench, gives his all for you know, you know, five minute spurts at a time, yeah. and then heads back to the bench and just lifts the team a bit. Yeah. Um. So, the other thing I might just mention quickly is for a sm- small forward slash guard, those eight point two rebounds stood out to me in his stat line in his sophomore yeah. year. Uh, I think eight point two rebounds that would probably be up there in the upper echelon of not only guards and small forwards in this draft, I think that would be up there in big men, legitimate big men as well. Eight yeah. point, that's nothing to be sneezed at, particularly yeah. for a guy who stands at 6'5". Yep. Now, as with all of these guys, you know, there's things that they need to work on going forward. Yeah, so th- we kind of left them out. Yeah, we, we, were, we were high on the horse. Yeah. Day, I'll, I'll give you the full report. <laughs> yeah, good. Um, no, but um, so the things that Johnny might need to work on going forward is his playmaking ability. I think he averaged only a little over two assists her game mm-hmm. um, in his sophomore year. And there's just been a few sort of whispers of him not having the best decision-making when it comes yeah. to his playmaking, which will come Stock with, standard, come with it, I think so. I think it is. And just his shot selection as well. Yeah. Um, Johnny needs to 
sort of think about which shots to take and take high percentage shots. Very aggressive player, so sometimes he doesn't think it full, fully through. But you um, sound like you're absolutely given like when you're at school, the full like when you got your report yes. card at school. Yep. Like Johnny needs to be aware of what he's doing and more conscious of his Mate, decisions. This is full like out of the teacher playbook. Johnny, if you're listening, this is just constructive criticism. <laughs> um, but. You know, all in all, I'm really excited to see Johnny Davis next year. I think what he can make name. an impact. Going to put you on the spot here. JD. Um, uh, Lee and myself didn't do it, but just mm. a question, like, off the top of your head, in the, we are in the deep end here. Mm. What team do you think he would most mm. fit well with here? Oh, I was thinking about this. Um, I, I have put you, put you on the spot here. Yeah. Look, maybe coming off the bench um, – for the New Orleans Pelicans, I so, think. Where well, are let they? me transition that question. Would you like mm. to see more on a, a, rebu- a rebuilding team where it gets a little more game time or oh, kind of on a, on a, I guess, a better, more established team, less game time, but he's under the tutelage of some really high high quality So players. I think it, this can work out either way really well for him because in his sophomore year, he was the leader for Wisconsin. He was the guy driving their offense and he was pretty much their heart and soul. Yeah. So if he needed to take more responsibility, it's not necessarily anything that he'd be, it wouldn't be new territory mm-hmm. for him. In saying that, um, I, I think it's beneficial for some of these rookies to not have too much responsibility from the get-go, unless you're like a prodigy, in which case, go for t- take it, take it. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, going onto a team where he's not required to do everything, at least not from the from the get-go, would be really beneficial. As I was saying, um, I think New Orleans Pelicans, just to give the main mm. three blokes, main three starters a bit of rest, and but still bring the hustle and intensity and passion when they go to the yeah, I pine. Like I like it. Um, because, yeah, when the second stringers come on, you want to make sure you have someone who's still giving it their yeah, all. Good team and in you terms in of being part of success for the next couple of years, you would imagine on the rise. Yeah, so. yep. it'd be a team that he'd love to go to. I'm sure. Hey, what lads? I'm I'm quite excited for this this upcoming draft, and yeah. I'm, I'm glad we're doing this now. Got a got a bit of time now to get you know more acquainted with a few of these players. Lee, when excited? is the draft? Uh, July, I believe. Yeah, mid July. Uh, what are we at? Major. Yeah, and yep. end of May here. Flying so, through it. We've got a few weeks, but uh, it's it's always an exciting little little period in time. You know, just seeing the fresh faces. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they are going to shape the league for the coming decade, the mm. coming years. Uh, it's always exciting that first first game when you uh, get onto two K. Yeah, you see all the yeah. updated squad lists. Yeah, uh, makes your year. Tell you what, there's a. Few, I was having a look through the the uh, mock drafts. Mm. There's a few really funky names in in this NBA draft yeah. coming up. Yeah, it's hard to not pick some of these guys just based off name alone. I wanted to I'm look into a few of these. Week, a fun name one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. fun name week. So yeah. Johnny fun, Davis. Fun name week. Yeah, that yeah. that is yeah. quite good, Johnny Davis. Yeah, don't mind but that. fellas, it has been one hell of an episode. It's been one hell of a week. Mm. Um, you know, the news has been. Fast and furious. We're coming into the back end of it now. Only a couple of weeks to go. We are, you know, possibly as of tomorrow, you know, touch wood. Going to be entering the NBA final. Yeah. I'll tell you what. The, uh, God, if we go to a game seven, what a sweat there will be. The Otherwise, flack will get. We will look mm. like such dickheads. Yeah. But yep. What oh, else is new? There's always a delete button. Yeah. Wow. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you what, that's big, isn't it? Deleting <laughs> the episode <laughs> off a wrong call. But, uh, oh, sorry, guys. Technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've used that one a few times. Yeah. I think we're almost like the boy who cried wolf. Yeah, you know, we've, we've used our three lives. But, <laughs> yeah, looking forward to that next week, lads. We'll be able to discuss game one in depth, I reckon. We'll go game one in depth of what, what actually transpired mm-hmm. um, for the NBA finals. We'll, we'll, again, we'll have our draft deep dive. We'll look forward to doing that. Yep. It's going to be a big week. Mm. I'm pumped. Are you pumped? Lots to get through it. Come on, Beantown boys. 
One more game. One more game. One more. They've got it. One and, more. And then four more. And then four more. <laughs> That's it. Guys, as always, be sure to stay up to date with all of our socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. We've, it's probably more going to be on the off-season, but in the next couple of weeks, I've got we've got some exciting, exciting news to share with you. Um, just ironing out a couple of last pieces of the process here, but um, be sure to stay tuned because it is exciting. We're mm. thoroughly looking forward to sharing it with you guys. Be sure to like, subscribe, wherever you listen to the show. Share with a friend. We certainly appreciate it. Please do. Guys, until next week, this is Lee, Ro, and myself saying love you, bye. <laughs> <laughs>